You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. Welcome into an all-new edition of the Tailgate Podcast. I'm Aaron, joined by Ty and Duncan, as always. And uh, we have a lot to cover because we were off last week for Christmas, and Ty and Duncan decided to go off in our picks. Mm-hmm. Duncan finished a solid 10-2 and two over two weeks, and a uh, perfect week. Uh, this past week is per- first one yeah. of the year. Ty had his third perfect week. Last week, boo, yeah, kasha. If it wasn't for the Colts shitting the bed, he would have had his third and fourth I, in a two-week stretch. I, I'm going to wait to get into that game. I'm going to wait to get into that game. Are you mad? Mad. That's you're it. up. You're up by double digits, dude. I think you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. Uh, even, it's he's not only up single digits just, on you now. Yeah. Oh, he's only up nine games. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, hot it, damn! Honestly, it's not about the picks. It's about it's about, about the fucking Colts. That's like this. Yeah, but this is what we warned you about with Philip Rivers, <laughs> and why we told you that that is a bad Super Bowl, pick. and why I made the apology. Yeah, I mean you were drunk when you made that pick, so it's fine. Mm. But you did really believe it. I know that mm. from talking to you sober. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Never believe in a hey. Philip Rivers led team to win a Super Bowl, let alone go to a Super Bowl. I just all right, Truth. we're done. <laughs> Ty's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but with the what we like to focus on with the draft, I kind of want to get into uh, the big story. Of the last couple of weeks was the Jets absolutely blowing it. Uh, I know I sent you guys the uh, the, the meme in the, yes, in the group yes. chat of it's like two people and it's like one guy hitting another guy in the back and they have the guy named the Jets the guy he's hitting named the Jets and the stick that he's hitting with the Jets they literally just shoot themselves in the foot what the fuck are they doing just can someone hey. answer what they are doing I put this more Adam Gaze ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Adam Gaze but also the Browns help them screw this up. Because the Browns had to start three wide receivers mm-hmm. and five tight ends. Not that that was the reason why they lost. They couldn't cover the Jets receivers, which is not surprising overall because they don't have very good defensive backs. No, Denzel and, Ward's about it. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, obviously, I mean, we can talk about the big news in that game was four top wide receivers out mm-hmm. for the Browns, so like receiving options. But there was also a lot of mistakes that it shouldn't. Have like Hooper dropped a touch or yeah Hooper I think it was Hooper dropped a touchdown um, and Baker just yeah just shitting the bed and yeah. just but also not having any options it was just a really gross game overall mm-hmm. um, and the fact that the Jets tried so hard to win I, I understand you try to win every week but when you're this close to the the end and you're just going to give that I think after they lost or after they won the week before and it was kind of like. Do we think the Jaguars are going to win the ne- any of their next two games? And they're like, nah. All right, well, nah. screw it. Yeah. We're not going to dro- fall to third. Yeah. That's They were already mathematically locked yeah. into the top two. And so. maybe this is Adam Gase, you know, just like fighting for a potential job. Oh, you're going to keep, games. You're gonna keep me around just yeah. so you think we're going to keep losing? Guess what I'm going to do? I just win two in a row. Because he's cost you the one. Only Adam Gase could screw up. 
tanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is lose, which you're very good at, and you still screwed it up. That's yeah. that's why I said after the first win, I was like, that should be a fireable offense for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you were supposed to lose it for us, man. Yeah. But I will say on the flip side of this is that we were discussing before the show started uh, whether or not the Jets are going to use that second overall pick to draft a quarterback. And something that we, I think a lot of people aren't really talking about is this could be Sam Darnold really auditioning for the opportunity to keep, sure. to be able to move forward as the Jets quarterback. Yeah. And because I mean, yeah. we talked about how, you know, he's had a lot of, he's been up against the wall. He's had a lot mm -hmm. of uh, bad oper or bad spots that he's been mm -hmm. in with the Jets. And for a guy who's just going to be entering his fourth season, I think it's too early to give up on him unless Absolutely. you could have gotten a transcendent quarterback like a Trevor Lawrence. And so I think that you, it just makes too much sense to give him another opportunity. Whether or not – now, who they draft with that, too, that's obviously a big question. If they go get Sewell, Sewell and they the – Northwestern kid, yeah. can't really go but wrong. But if, if you right. pair them with Mekhi Becton, yeah. who is – looks like a future Pro Bowl tackle, yeah. I mean, that's, that's all of a sudden – that's a scary prospect for defenses going up against two bookend tackles like that. What I'd want to say is also if they take Sewell, I would probably put Sewell at left tackle and move Becton, who's right. not – Who's the bigger guy? Like he's not as going to be as mobile for as long if he doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't get more in shape. But God, he's fast <laughs> for a tackle. Yeah, like, no, that's five, that's like what, it's yeah. because like people freaked out because of how big he is. Right. Like we also yeah. saw in the same combine a tackle blow that out of the water. Yeah, exactly. So like it was because of how big he is. Right. But Sewell is a left tackle. Like you want him protecting mm -hmm. a blind side. Becton more of a bulldozing run blocker. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, he definitely has the fit and the size to be sure. that right tackle. Uh, one of the other things I guess I want to mention is if we're talking about the draft is another team that was kind of shitting the bed to like the Bengals. Like, they just kept stacking wins and it's just now it's, I don't it, think with them already having their quarterback, it doesn't matter. Okay. Like they're, yeah. they're not like when, after you get out of like the position of like, I want the top quarterback, like it is important for some of these yeah. young players to get the confidence with some wins, especially right. with their quarterback out. And I, so, and I guess there's still options with how high absolutely. they are drafting to get like absolutely. a tackle and, yeah, and submit deep, that line. This is going to be a deep, deep draft, just yeah. like mm -hmm. last year. Like there's yeah. going to be talent for them no matter where they're picking, and they're going to be in the top ten regardless. Yeah, but for Joe Joe Burrow's sake, I was hoping that it was going to be Sewell, but you know, well. But this is yeah. a tackle draft that's deep, so right. that's not. It's not like you're like, oh well, I didn't get the top guy, so may I mean, as well just wait and yeah. take a guy with. And like honestly, there's, there's good tackles in this draft. We could be looking at the what the Luke Jokel, uh, Eric Fisher year. Well, I mean, like you could have that number one, but that number one might not be the actual answer. Mm -hmm. And the better the better tackle was the Fisher coming out, you know, uh, or that year at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are already saying that the Northwestern kid is better than Sewell, in spite of him not playing this year. Yeah, uh, his tape is better than Sewell's. Sewell has higher upside. He's only going to be 20 when he's drafted. Yeah. Uh, so Young, young, young. Yeah. Draft age is becoming a huge factor in, mm. in the NFL, more so than it's ever been, especially at the wide receiver position. Oh, I've yeah. noticed there's a sharp trend there mm. uh, with draft age. But, yeah, the, this, like I said, the, like, I think it would be probably smart for whether they want to take a quarterback eventually or not. Um, I would definitely try to stack that a line because this is there are two potentially transcendently good guys right at the top of this drafted offensive tackle, and you already right. have another guy who looks like very good as a rookie on your roster. Mm. Get those bookend tackles, and then then try to go get your quarterback if you 
if you're not sold on Darnold. Right. And so. and that's – yeah, that goes back to exactly what we were talking about. I mean, Darnold, Darnold could be the answer for at least a year. I mean, mm-hmm. and give give the kid a shot. I mean, there's sure. other teams that are going to – there's other teams that might be doing the same thing with with worse names. Like, the Bears might be doing that with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, like right. – But it's like, give him that one year. If it doesn't pan out, make a trade. There's a lot of – at that point in time, there will be a lot more well, older yeah. veterans that will be looking for a spot. Sure. Or, I mean – there's even scouts saying that next year's draft is going to be great. Cause you think about it, like, yeah, he's only a redshirt freshman this year, but Spencer Rattler is technically draft eligible last, next yeah. year. Uh, you have Dier- Sam Howell. Uh, Dier- King probably won't be that high. I mean, he won't like, be that high, but it, uh, like, he was a projected sixth round pick this year. Yeah, he would have to blow up. I'm saying he's coming back next year, and this is kind of the thing: is is he going to be a wide receiver? Is he going to be a quarterback when he comes right. out of the draft? But in the right. same fact, like. It's also if you think you can get a little bit higher next year and you want to be that quarterback, this was not the year to come out for him. And so that's kind of where – I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a conspiracy a theory. It's, uh, yeah. I, it's, I it's don't a see it. It'll be 24-25 when he's getting drafted. Yeah. He's not going to go that high just because of that. He's undersized. Like, if he does, that's great. But that means he's had a Heisman caliber year. And even then, there's going to be guys looking at him like – why don't we take Sam Howell, who is right. going to be 20 when yeah. he's drafted? Or and, I mean, I'll, I'll throw also s- Spencer Rattler is right. going to be like 20 when he's drafted. So I'll probably throw some money at that line for him being, you know, Heisman next year. But it just I would probably throw the <laughs> money on Heisman, sure, yeah. um, just because of the stats that he puts up. And yeah. I mean, Miami's got another great recruiting class coming in. They have, mm. don't lose a whole lot right. overall this year. Like. That Miami team is going to be good, and they're, we actually mentioned the, the ACC's ACC. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good quarterback play there. Yeah, I mean you have the kid from Boston College who transferred from Notre Dame, who's always already putting like yeah a little bit of on his name. Uh, Florida State has the transfer uh, Milton from yeah. UCF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek King, Uganaga oh, Lele. Yeah, uh, it's and then Sam Howell, of course. I think so, I think honestly, my my most exciting one that I want to watch is Milton. I, I, I mean, yeah. obviously, some of the other names. Well, because we haven't seen him since. I mean, the last yeah. time we saw, saw him play was 37 touchdowns, nine mm-hmm. interceptions. Exactly. It's just. He I, was I'm, a good quarterback. I'm curious, and I just. Yeah. I, I love what's going on there. But. Yeah. He was pissed he didn't get to see the field this year. Like, he stuck with this team, mm. and they started the other guy instead. And I'd yeah. love to see a player with a chip on his shoulder, yeah. especially with what Florida State is trying to mm. rebound from. Oh, yeah. I mean,. Couple few bad years in a row now. I love the story, and this can obviously transition us, I guess, back in the NFL if we need to. Um, yeah. Just obviously look forward to it on a future podcast because sure. this is my favorite time, obviously, because we're going to be discussing playoffs, we're going to be doing all that stuff, but this is when we really get to dive deep into the draft. And mm-hmm. I, Aaron and I talk about it nonstop. I mean, obviously, we've just added Duncan, we added Duncan to the equation last year, but uh, quarterbacks that or players that have a chip on their shoulder and then come yeah. back, like Aaron Rodgers, like leading the voting for MVP most likely. Um, maybe a couple votes there for Josh Allen because the way he's been playing. Um, but for the most part, players that have a chip on their shoulder and then excel, like you just mm-hmm. love seeing that. So I would love to see that from that kid, from that Milton kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, especially with the rivalry between Florida State and Miami. Having yeah, bringing it back. High upside, or high upside, high talent transfer quarterbacks there to go at it in that rivalry is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting back to the – NFL with Duncan back from his potty break. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> hey, I'm uh, Tinkle. I know this a lot. I have the bladder of a small child. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins uh, also is something we should discuss as we were oh, actually, They wow. potentially have a top three pick because of the Texans. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they are as well like a playoff team. I mean, so, I mean and, that, and that's the other thing is like they go out to get that Northwestern kid. 
they got Tristan worse last time. Yeah. yeah. Whew, that line is all of a sudden becomes kind of – Bucks got worse. Oh, Bucks got, oh, who did they get? They got the uh, Thomas? No, they took oh. the Jackson kid out of uh, Oh, Austin USC, Jackson, right? USC. Yeah, Austin Jackson. Yes, yeah, Austin Jackson. Bad pick. Yeah, but, I mean, get that um, Northwestern kid, move Austin Jackson over. Maybe to – yeah. They were they were that, they had kind of a curious draft where you liked a lot of pieces, but there was also somewhere like you took that guy there. Mm-hmm. Why'd you take him there? You could have gotten him here. Yeah. But well, and going into the draft last year, Jackson was a pro, a pro excuse me a project. Right. Uh, I mean, people knew that, so that's not to say that he couldn't turn into right. a productive offensive lineman yeah. at some I mean, point. It's, but it's why they also that went, was a reach. Yeah, it's also why they kept Fitzpatrick and went for Tua because they were like it'll be a year or two, so you know, like let's yeah. build him up. Yeah. yeah, the Tua situation is kind of getting curious because every few weeks he kind of gets benched, yeah. and then he'll play well, and then he'll get benched again. Like mm-hmm. it's just something where you're like, What's you're a playoff team. Like, what do you? Yeah, I get you. Like, you need to win games here, and but they Fitzpatrick, the, it's it's worked out. Yeah. But but they had the best no look pass in the NFL history. That mm, I mean, I think Stafford's was <laughs> yeah. pretty cool a couple yeah. weeks ago too. Yeah, uh, the one that <laughs> touchdown pass no look was yeah. sick. But yeah. yes. Uh, that was a that crazy face mask. Ass ass. That yeah, I, whew, just, fuck it. Someone's down there somewhere. Just yeah, he was because yeah. yeah, I read I read his uh, when he was being interviewed after the game, and he said yeah, he's like I didn't see what happened at the end of the play because my head was almost ripped off. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was man, an incredible game. What a what a like I mean went from for me cursing the television again uh, yeah. to being like why did I choose the over and why did I choose Miami winning to Boom, 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 boom. Over Miami won. What the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hulu, for not having NFL Five Network, scores. so I was yeah. unable to watch that game. Oh. Freaking Hulu. Yeah, it was funny. I, I was actually bartending during it, and I had three people just towards the end of the night sitting at the bar watching yeah. it. They're like, man, like, like, obviously, like, the scores keep going back and forth. And then after the last Raiders score, they were like, all three of them, a couple and then one guy on his own. We're like, all right, well, we're leaving. I guess they pulled it out. Like, fuck John Gruden and all this stuff, and they leave. And then the last few plays mm-hmm. happens. I'm like, those people are going to be shocked when they get yep. home. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was insane game. Uh, but it, it is an interesting scenario, situation, though. Uh, but in most cases – you would see probably some animosity between the two quarterbacks, or at least not maybe not animosity, but friction for sure. Oh, absolutely. This seems to be something that both quarterbacks are full well accepting. And Brian Flores is saying, "Hey, we're we're aiming, we're gunning for the playoffs. Like we're we've got a playoff spot, and we want to try to be as ready and prepared for the playoffs as possible, and have a better spot and right. in the playoffs. And we got to win games. Both quarterbacks seem to understand that. Fitzpatrick still understands that." He is there to be the veteran, but also to be a mentor yep. to Tua. And Tua seems to understand, I'm going to have growing pains, and sometimes that might cost us wins, and we need those wins right now. Yeah. So. It speaks to the, I mean, the character, the of, character of the quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me kind of like the Alex Smith-Mahomes yeah. thing, where Smith, early in Mahomes' rookie year, was like, hey, I know that it's going to be his time really soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just here to help him learn, and if I get pulled, I get pulled. That's it's, it is what it is, and that's why you don't see it happen with other aging quarterbacks. Where Joe Flacco, you know, what's that? Joe Flacco. I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, uh, we heard Roethlisberger a few years ago because Flacco. It's everybody, not my everybody knew like, okay, you might not think that you're going to get supplanted, but you are. Everybody yeah. knows you're bad. Roethlisberger, it's different. He's mm-hmm. won 
multiple Super Bowls. He still think he thinks he's good. He still puts on some good games. This year showed that he doesn't have as much in him as he used to. But he also is a guy who's like, I'm not here to be a coach. No, right. and it's it cracks me up, and it I think it proves some of the selfishness of Ben Roethlisberger. Is he spent most of his mid 30s talking about, ah, this might be it, this might be it. You know, I don't know if I'm coming back next year, and mm-hmm. basically teasing retirement, a la mm-hmm. Brett Favre. And then the second they use a third round pick on a quarterback in Mason Rudolph, mm-hmm. that's when he's like, no, I'm coming back. No, screw that. They're going to come in here and draft my replacement. It's like. You've been talking about retiring for like three years now, right. dude. Like, yeah. how can you expect them just to, oh, he's going to walk away. Now we're going to go find his replacement. Yeah. No, sorry, man. That's not how the league works. Well, and then, then, I mean, part of it is also, I think, he you, once you see those quarterbacks, like you don't hear anything out of uh, Aaron Rodgers anymore because now you got to see the kid in practice. He's like, I don't have to. I'm good. I'm, not, I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah. good. You know, I'm not going to coach him up, but this kid just doesn't got it. Like, yeah. And same with Rudolph. Like, Rudolph is this guy, mm. once we saw him play, it's like, it's just not a pro quarterback. No. And that's what the big knock on the Big 12 quarterbacks over the years, they simplify the offenses so much that no. there's such a learning curve once they get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like, good luck. Yeah. That's why it makes Mahomes and Baker such a great stories because – they did transition. They, yeah, they are the exceptions well. that mm. prove the rule. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, we're looking at it right now. Like the second quarterback off the board is having struggles with the Miami Dolphins and mm-hmm. where he's at in the league. And he's had just as many good games. Though. Yeah, like that's why I don't think Flores is gonna yeah. go yeah. away from him. Is because mm-hmm. he does put up great stats yeah. some weeks and then. Other weeks he lays a dud, but that's that's mm. what you have to deal with yeah. with the rookies. He oh, should like, he should be having struggle. Like yeah, he should yeah. be having growing pains. That's right. that's natural. Yeah. Point in case, look at Justin Herbert. You know, like such a fast start, and then he just, falls off a little bit. And, yeah. and then he's picked it back yeah. up again of yeah. late. I mean, yeah. Justin Herbert. I, if you would have told us after the draft, after the after we had our draft show that Justin Herbert was going to be the one putting up the best rookie year out of all the quarterbacks drafted, Mario Cristobal should be charged with war crimes because <laughs> the what he is, the, what he did to the evaluation of Justin Herbert as a pro prospect is. That's I, I think I did a better job than he did. <laughs> I mean, well, and I, mean, I you just had a good guess because nobody yeah, saw any yeah. of this out of him. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, and I and I liked nobody Herbert. Thought that he had that elite right. of an arm. I didn't think he, he was going to be that good. Arm too. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Like, I mean, I I saw him being a good pro prospect, but I definitely thought it was going to be he was a city nine, year. Like, and he, he was throwing a higher percentage of screens than anyone in the country. Yeah. Like literally, people that thought that he was going to be or what he is now, yeah. you guessed because there's nothing on tape that showed that he was this good of a prospect. I mean, the only thing I liked about him is I was like, this guy finished his college career right. You know, he sure. went and won the Pac-12 championship. He won mm. a Rose Bowl. Like mm-hmm. that's for a Pac-12 quarterback. That is without winning a national title. That is the next best scenario. Sure. Honestly, if you want to go back to look at tape of Justin Herbert. Um, honestly, his high school tape is like the is the only thing that shows him using a little right. bit of an arm. But, but you can't with evaluate that. guy that's that. been in, yeah, who in played college. all the way through his senior year. Yeah. You can't evaluate high school tape, tape. as far right. as. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I did totally guess, but I just thought that it was. I just thought it was the right move, and I liked Herbert. The uh, not the. Uh, the two years before, I guess it would be the sophomore year. Was that? No, it was junior year. Was his big breakout? Yeah, that's d- junior, a lot of people yeah. were yeah, very junior. surprised he came back to school for yep. his senior year because mm. he what he was still already projected as a first round. Pick. And to think this all happened because of a botched perce- a botched painkiller procedure for a rib injury to Tyrod oh, Taylor. Gosh. Poor Tyrod. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, that. like th- that is what opened the door for Herbert to go and have a now a record breaking. 
rookie, rookie year. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he surpassed Baker Mayfield's uh, rookie record for touchdown passes. Yeah, I've seen a few of that. I mean, we've this has been proven to be one of an all-time all-time great rookie class as far mm-hmm. as like just mm-hmm. production as rookies. Because you also have Justin Jefferson, who's breaking records for yes. as far as rookie receiving yards per game, and yeah. uh, and receivers that are quietly doing it, like T. Higgins. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, Chase, Chase Young might not have the numbers. I mean, he's got six and a half sacks, but they might not have the numbers. But he's clearly made an impact on that Washington oh, front four. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's what he's flashed. It's not just the sacks. It's the big tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. The, like he's recovered fumbles, touchdowns. Yeah, he is winning game winning stats. He has affected the yeah. He has affected the game in key moments. Yeah, yep. he, he might have only gotten one sack that game, but it was right. the game ending sack that you know right. like. It's crucial. And then you look at all the, I mean, just the offensive linemen that are playing really well. Most of the first round uh, Wirfs. Jedrick Wills. Wills, uh, Wirfs, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, all of those guys are playing well. Jalen Hurts coming in. The only one who's not is Andrew Thomas, the the highest drafted one. And even he's actually shown improvement over the the course of the season. For sure. Uh, Immediately regressed. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, but even though he's injured now, when you, fi- when you fire your offensive line coach yeah. mid-season, yes. that was a terrible. I know there was friction there, but yeah. still stupid. And even stupid going back to other rookies, uh, like Clyde yeah. Edwards-Helaire, you know, coming in and having a solid rookie season before he right. got injured. You know, like yep. J.K. Dobbins putting it on at the end of the year. Like all the receivers, Jesus, yeah. think about the receivers. Yeah. Just, I mean, C.D. Lamb is the Cowboys' rookie receiver. Oh record. my you gosh! Have, I mean. Jerry Judy flash things, but I mean we've learned a lot more about Luck or Luck, Luck, yeah. Luck, Andrew Luck. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned two weeks ago, even you know, and this, obviously this is a a chief, but Legarius Sneed looking mm-hmm. like one of the best corners in this entire draft, and the guy continues. Oh, yeah, right. he, had, he had another. He had like he's kind of a, a Swiss Army knife for yeah. for that defense and uh, Jeremy like, Chin for the Panthers. Ch- Chin, I mean, there's there's there is a number of outstanding players that are. In a season where we didn't expect much out of this rookie class because of COVID, right? This it's, it's a been lot. a surprise. It's out. been a very pleasant surprise to see and very encouraging mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, Diggs, was it? Diggs was playing very well before yeah. before he injured, and he's out for the year now. But yeah, uh, he had a rough start, got burned a few times early on. But yeah, they picked on put together yeah. quite a quite a rookie season and that's stretch there before he got injured and most yeah. of the db struggled that was yeah. one of that was the position where it seemed like that's a lot a of the corners position. were yeah that's a hard that's a, hard a m- massively hard transition yeah, yeah. i but, mean okuda had some flashes but in the same fact right. it's just okuda was also hurt a lot too right exactly yeah. it's just it's hard to come back it's hard to go into the pros as a shutdown corner in college and be like i'm a shutdown corner and like <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna struggle kid games. yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean by the time Diggs got injured yeah. he was by far the Cowboys' best defensive back. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, I mean, it, it takes a couple years. I mean, look at uh, the Bills' uh, Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. You know, it took probably two, three years to get him to where he's at, at now, you know? Yep. Yeah, it was a hell of a rookie class, and I can't wait yeah. to watch a lot of these guys grow. There's yep. a lot of good mm-hmm. talent and a lot more coming up the next few drafts. Oh, man. Um, but uh, moving on to picks. So, yeah, let's, yeah, let's start with the picks, and we can maybe talk about some of those teams as we – yeah, we pick. Um, so first game, I have the Dolphins and the Bills at at the Bills. Um, the Bills are yeah, they're streaking, man. I, yeah. I, they're playing great football. Honestly, probably second best overall team in the league right now, hmm. as far as how well they're playing. Diana Hill segment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you consider their one loss in the last two months is the Hail Mary. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah, they're that's playing insane. outstanding. Hail football. Murray. 
as it's called. The Hail Murray. The Hail Murray. I like that. <laughs> the Hail Murray. Yeah, I'm going Bills for sure. Um, I like the Fins, but. Yeah, and the Bills have even said right now they're, uh, they want to obviously come out and win because it's well, still, division. Yeah, they can and they, still get the two seed. Yeah, and they want the two. They want to guarantee the two seed. And even though I think the even though obviously the Steelers are sitting uh, Big Ben, I, I I think the 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 Bills come out and try to get a lead and then just play keep away. So I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and go Bills as well. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go Bills. I mean, that, yeah, the, the two seed doesn't mean what it used to, but it's still the two seed. Right. Because so. right. if I mean, if the one seed gets eliminated, you sit. Yeah. And, the mm-hmm. next round, I mean, you still yep. have. And who the hell, who the hell wants to go play playoff football in Buffalo? Right, right, yeah. And uh, then, and so that's, I mean, Bills win, Ravens win. Um, then Ravens don't play the Bills, and the Bills just kind of want to avoid the Ravens because I think the Ravens are that other team. If they win and they're in, they're a hot team at the end. They could be looking to do some damage. Right. Yeah, they're definitely dangerous. Uh, brings us to the next game: uh, Steelers versus Browns at Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going to go Cleveland. I think yeah. they have a bounce-back game. Yeah, I mean, if Big Ben was in there and they were playing to try to get that two-seed, I would probably lean on Steelers. But with the Big Ben sitting down to Mason Rudolph, I just can't trust it. Just kind of hope yeah. Miles Garrett finishes the job this time. Oh, we're gonna get yeah, we're getting we're getting bedlam. Uh, we're getting a bedlam matchup 2.0. Mason Rudolph versus Baker Mayfield. So little little Oklahoma Oklahoma State bedlam. Yeah, Mason Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bruschi's cousin. What it looks like to me. I said a while ago in our group chat, chat late uh, after a couple of beers uh, that just a, <laughs> just a few that Mason Rudolph looks like Teddy Bruschi's southern Louisiana cousin. It's like ridiculous. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Does he even look like Teddy Bruschi? I don't think yes, like he does. Yes, he does. I sent the picture. I don't know. It's just it's what I, it looks like I to looked me. it up. I'm like, I don't really see it. <laughs> but sure. Uh, Packers versus Bears. I'm going the pack because the Bears suck. Yeah, they've scored 30 a game. <laughs> yeah, they've also, games, faced, they've also faced in defensive efficiency the last, the 31st, the 30th, and the 25th defense in their last four games. Man. So, yeah, I'm going Packers. <laughs> The pack. Uh, and that's why that's why people are like, man, David Montgomery has has shown out. Like he's ran for I think 426 yards over the last four games. He's got six touchdowns. Yeah, he's also doing it against the likes of the Vikings and the Jaguars and the Lions. Yeah. And I mean the I mean yes, it was you know a snow blizzard game, but they shut down Derrick Henry in the snow. Mm-hmm. And by shut him down, I mean he still almost got 100 yards. But that's shutting down Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or with a defense race. that has not been up to task this year. So yeah. that's no. that's a scary thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't pick the Bears. Fuck off. You're not picking the Bears. I'm picking the Bears. <laughs> you have because you can, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I get it. I'm Don't picking the Bears. You're a dick. Yeah, I'm picking the Bears. <laughs> he did that just to do it. Yep, Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. I believe. Why? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chargers and Chiefs. I'm I mean, I'm gonna go Chiefs, but I don't know what to expect. So yeah, yeah I played them close last time, uh, but. A lot has happened since then. Well, we know a lot more about this Chargers team since then. Yeah, but also the Chiefs are going to sit a lot of guys. Right. Andy's already come out and said, I mean, Mahomes might start, but I don't see him going past halftime, if yeah. that. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't think Kelsey plays. I don't think Le'Veon Bell plays. I don't think Frank Clark plays. I don't think Chris Jones plays. Tron yeah. Matthew. I think you're going to have a lot of guys. Eric Fisher. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys not playing in this game. And I mean, I guess I do want to bring this up because I talked about it in our group chat but just why the Chiefs just look so crappy right now 
when the, and I know they're right. winning. I know they're winning games, and that's just like it's so hard for me because I, what I told. Yeah, I, you you had your freak out last week when you you texted like, are the Chiefs having a Super Bowl hangover? And I legitimately wasn't sure if you were kidding or not. Like yeah. I thought it was maybe you were drunk and it was a joke because I'm. No, I responded. I, I, I said it's kind of hard to say 14. a 13 and one team yeah, has, is one. is having a yeah now 14 and one is having a Super Bowl hangover, and I understand your concern. But and there's, it, I don't. It honestly was just, it was <laughs> like just watching, win. it was watching there's the tape, a, and I know that they, like. There's one game where they've lost in those situations, mm. and that wasn't even, like, most of that game, like, they were more than one touchdown away. Like, there was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I and then, then obviously, concerned. and obviously watching the Atlanta game last week, it was gross, it was ugly, right, they barely Atlanta pulled it out the really end. really well once every six weeks, and that just happened to be. Well, and this is, and this is also, the Chiefs offensive line, like, Eric Fisher didn't, shouldn't have been starting, Mike Remmer shouldn't have been starting, mm. both of them are about 50-60% with the back issues, yep. they should have been sitting out that game, as well yep. as this week, and then the first, excuse me, the first round bye, that way they have a solid three weeks of rest before the playoffs, mm. hopefully Mitchell Schwartz comes back for the playoffs. Sure. Yeah. Um, the and Chiefs honestly, offensive line is depleted, the yeah. Chiefs are, they're banged up, they're linebackers, they started... Ben Neiman and Willie Gay, and then Neiman got hurt mm. five minutes into the game and missed yeah. the rest of the game. We started a guy who, a chief player that I had never heard of. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Aaron has the right look on that. Mm. A guy who I hadn't heard of who played the majority of the game along with Willie Gay at linebacker. And that's why when you saw what, what Atlanta's offense was doing, mm. it's not – Calvin Ridley had, I think, a few, like three or four catches, and they were big catches. Yeah. But outside of that, they were beating us with running backs and tight ends over the middle, and that's because the t- the linebackers were inexperienced, and it was soft right there in the middle. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, and I know that I'm. It's just obviously when you look at the Chiefs, and when I look at the Chiefs, I see a team that should come out and obviously dominate and win by like twenty points, you know, and just and completely just reset the field. But I, and I know I know what's going to happen. I I, I feel it's like not I'm, a reality when you're getting right. every, every team's best shot. Yeah, yes. and, they have the target on yeah. their back. Like, and yeah, and I, you have I to factor into it. I know, and I and I know what's going to happen is I'm gonna I'm I'm going to eat my words because what's going to happen I'm 100 percent believing this is going to happen. They're going to come. They're going to obviously look like crap this week, but they're going to be resting a lot of players and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. They're going to get the bye week. They're going to get the all that. And when they come back, they're going to probably drop two touchdowns to the team early, and then all of a sudden it's going to be Chiefs football and it's going to be a Patrick Mahomes quarter, and it's, they're going to win by 30. Like that's like that's what I'm totally believing is going to happen in the fir- the first time they play in the playoffs is they're going to drop two touchdowns and get down by some points and then the Chiefs game is just going to click they're going to be fully healthy and it's just going to it's going to be like oh yeah I was I was totally I right. mean I, I have seen a chart that shows that the Chiefs do they are at their their best um, average yards per play or was, I can't remember exactly what the stat was but like at, at EPA estimated estimated yeah. uh, points per play. Mm. And uh, or EPP or whatever, and um, it's when they are down by three or seven, mm. or only up by three, is when it's at its highest. Yeah, right. and so yeah, the Chiefs like to then step on the gas when it's a close game, and especially when they're down and it's right. a close game. But I just think I've read a lot of things that people are saying is the Chiefs are just kind of bored right now, and just like let's just get to the playoffs, let's just yeah. let's buck and go. And, th- and, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on air. It's like they just don't look like the Chiefs. No, they don't. Yeah. And believe me, it, it frustrates me sometimes, but I also realize, hey, we're still finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. And to people who say, it's like, well, it's because he missed a field goal, it would have gone to overtime. Yeah. Okay, if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball first in overtime, do you He's think Atlanta's going to get the ball? Nope. No. Uh, it's also like, if they, it's one thing if like, they've dropped close game, like four or five of these close games. Mm. They've lost one game. And they Man. then beat that team in the rematch. Yes. Yeah. Now, and this is something I texted you guys, and I didn't find out until after the game, 
But I, I honestly do believe this was a factor in Atlanta being able to cover the Chiefs' offense so well. And that was who is a defensive analyst on that on that Atlanta coaching staff? Bob Sutton. Who is going to know? And Bob Sutton, I hated him as a defensive coordinator, but who is one guy in a game that I would not want to have on the opposing coaching staff? Bob Sutton, because that guy watched Andy Reid's offense's mm. practice every day for six years, and he also watched Mahomes' development right. in his first two seasons. Right. If there's any coach out there who is going to know how to diagnose tendencies in an Andy Reid offense and be able to tell his players, like, hey, look for this, look for this. Mm. It's going to be Bob Sutton, even yeah. if he's not a great great defensive coordinator. That's why so many of their blitzes were so well-timed. That's why they were able to cover so many of the Chiefs' screen mm. passes. Yep. A lot of the things that Andy Reid tends to do to confuse defenses, he wasn't able to do. Right. Right. And I think that there's obviously it goes back to adding to what I was talking about, where the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs, but also in the same fact, it's like, like they're bored, they're all this stuff, and it's you can't – you can't not believe in the Chiefs and what and what they have because right. we said that season was all based off of um, your turnover of the staff remaining the same and bringing it all back. And the only other team, the, one of the other teams that was so good at bringing everyone back was the Bills, and the Bills are on fire right now. So it's hard to – and when the Bills played the Chiefs earlier in the season, yes, it was a completely different game, completely different time of year. The Chiefs – Dominated them mm-hmm. in a quarter, and then still—I mean, still let the right. Bills score, and it was. But it was just Bills have grown. I think yeah. that that's like the dream matchup in the, yeah. the AFC right now. Obviously, with them being probably the two best teams overall in the league, mm. but like they won't have to play each other until the AFC Championship. Yeah, game, yeah. No matter what, and I so, think that's why the Bills are gunning so hard for the two seasons. Well, and I, I think mean, it doesn't matter. No matter what, they'd play at Kansas City, right? If they get the two or the three, as long as they're they're both there, like. It, they're in Kansas City. Like, it's mm. it's going to be – and if they both play each other. And you do crazy. look at the, the huge matchups the Chiefs have had, Baltimore, Buffalo, even New Orleans. They came out and – the final score didn't indicate it, obviously, with New Orleans, but they came out and pretty much handed it to those teams. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a deficiency with New Orleans because of the offensive line literally at its lowest point that has mm-hmm. been all year. I mean, Fisher sure. had no business playing in that game. Yeah. Wiley – got beat up by Cam Jordan quite a bit until Cam Jordan literally tried to beat up Andrew Wiley, but uh, which goes back to what we've talked about over and over again this year. Don't freaking punch a guy wearing a helmet. Like, you're Cam Jordan. Why? You know better than that. Come yeah. on. Anywho, um, but the, I think the big point that I, I come back to with the Chiefs is, and I, and I saw a tweet, and it was that defensive coordinators are coming out and saying, okay, we have weird – we are finding weaknesses in their team. We are in their offense. We are exploiting those weaknesses, and we're still losing. They're still right. finding ways to beat us. And if anything, that out of more than anything else should scare other defensive coordinators. Like we can throw the whole kitchen at them. We can throw not yep. just the kitchen sink, everything. And they still find a way to beat us. And so, and this tweet was this tweet was finished by saying that the Chiefs are not invincible, but they are damn near unbeatable. Yeah, I, that's crazy. And that's why I said it, it, it's so because obviously most important teams. they win, they win, they win, they win, they win, they win. It's just so. DJ Kalu. Another one. Another one. Another one. But yes, let's go win another one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just it looks so ugly, and I was like, and I felt like I was like, let's go win another one. Bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely. It's like it looks so ugly that it was like it was just hard for me. Like I just rewatched that tape, and I was just like, they're not crisp. They're not this. They're not that. And then I was like, I was like, I know I'm going to eat my words because it's the Chiefs, but God, what is wrong? And then obviously it's like you just keep looking at it. We just talked about it there. I. 
I know it's going to happen. It's gonna, yeah. I, I 100% believe they're going to get down by I, seven and be like, hey, this is football. Here's the thing. Like, I think that that concern, like if it looks that way in the playoffs, yeah, you don't want to be playing the Bills if you're still playing that close to the best. Nope. Yeah. But if they come out and smack a couple teams in the playoffs, then you're like, oh, this team got healthy and they turned it on and you're screwed. Yeah. And, um, and by, yeah, by get healthy, we might even be getting Clyde edwards Lair back. I mean, right. for an injury that looked like, oh, man, we'll see you maybe halfway through next year. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that it was only a high ankle sprain and then a strained hip yeah. is nothing short of a miracle. Right. right. Um, and, I mean, put the ball in 15 sands. Yeah. Let him let him work. As Most as dynamic as, player in football. Yeah, as long as he has his most of his receiving yeah. And healthy. and the offense and just the offensive line has to step up. This is, sure. you know, th- this is. Uh, I could sit there and say that, you know, offensive lines are like they are so important, and you need to invest high draft picks. But we also saw the Saints have two first rounders, two second rounders, and a stud left tackle in Taron Armstead, mm-hmm. and Drew Brees still got hurt. So I mean, shit happens in this game. Right. But so you're still gonna hit, take hits no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. it's also about like making. Having how you, how you take those hits. Having said that, yeah, Mahomes has kind of a, a an escapability, a, like he's he's slippery, yeah. and so he's a, has an elusiveness. But plays, still, I do plays want like his favorite player growing up. You know who that is? Tony Romo. Mm. All right, yeah, on. yeah. Still, Chiefs draft of an offensive lineman first round. Please, please. You should yes, please. This is a draft to do it for sure. Um, please. Moving to the next game, which. Uh, We've talked about before the show as a couple quarterbacks starting that if you've ever heard of them, good on you. Uh, we have the Cards versus the Rams. None of the three of us have ever heard of these guys. And uh, don't that's ask, saying something. Don't ask us which quarterback's starting for which teams, but the quarterbacks. Oh, I can tell you I, that. I, can too, right? <laughs> I heard of these quarterbacks when you guys first told me that they were starting. The that is what I one, like he sounded familiar. Right. Like I was like, I've seen he that does. name, but I don't remember why. Yeah. Uh, Wolford. Uh, John Wolford starting for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a practice squad quarterback for the Jets, from what I saw on, mm. looking at him up online. Then yeah. he played for the Arizona Hotshots, which was AAFL. Yeah, and actually that's probably how I heard him. I think he was the starting starting quarterback for the Hotshots. Yeah, and I watched a few AAF games because I hate myself. Was it part duh? Was it part duh? Were they hot shots part duh? I don't know. They needed it. That's, that was a golden opportunity missed right there. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> hot shots part duh? Mo- Never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We don't need to do that. Movie. All right. Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's entirely fair. Yeah, dude. Uh, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. Right. And then uh, <laughs> former USD Coyote, uh, Chris Strievler. Woo! I got to play at the Dakota Dome a couple times in high school, so go Strievler. He actually won a Grey Cup with one of the CFL teams. I can't remember. Blue Bombers, maybe. Uh, Toronto Argonauts. Uh, that sounds familiar because I probably just saw it. Yeah, that's maybe. fair. Yeah, but 2019, he won a Grey Cup, so he's, yeah. you know. Chris Strievler. Uh, he is a champion in the last yeah. two years. Put all your money on that game because Ty probably will. Because he's a degenerate gambler, going. For I feel attacked. This just <laughs> this this just goes to the conversation that we had before the season even started. In a COVID season, when you never know when your quarterback might contract COVID and have to sit out a game, get quality backup. Get a quality backup quarterback. Get somebody who you know you can trust for a game or two to be able to run the show. 
Like I, that's one thing the Chiefs. Like I was even nervous about ding, the Chiefs, but ding, at least with ding, Chad Henney and Matt ding. Moore, those are guys that can get you by for a couple games if right. need be. We saw Matt Moore do it last year. Yeah. And this is who you're throwing out for the Rams and Cardinals. And this isn't like if it was you know the Jets and Jaguars yeah. facing off just just as they limp to the finish line of the season. Yeah. These are two teams that they're they're vying for playoff spots. The, right. the Rams are pretty much in, mm. but this is the Cardinals literally fighting for their playoff lives. And behind Kyler Murray, you have Chris Strevler. Yes. Right. Uh, that is the one. dumbest coaching decision, and that it definitely falls on uh, one. God, I forgot his name. Jesus Christ. The Arizona guy. I don't know why. Chris Strevler. Chris King. Oh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Singer. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury uh, is going to coach Chris Strevler. One thing I'll say, uh, and this doesn't have to go anywhere further than this statement, uh, Colin Kaepernick definitely settled his lawsuit too soon. That should have been, this quarterback matchup should have been his exhibit A. Yeah. I got screwed. Yeah. Were these guys? Yeah. yeah, I got hosed, anyway. Tommy. Anyways, let's uh, try to pick that game uh, now. Uh, cards geez, at Rams. Man. Honestly, I've said it for a little while now. I'm not sold on Cliff Kingsbury as a great NFL coach yet. I'm not even sold on him as a good NFL head coach. No doubt. That's Sorry. why I'm saying <laughs> the Rams so sold have on a better coach. <laughs> yes, they've had more success. Uh, and they have a scheme that can rely on the run to win them mm. a game with a backup quarterback. I'm not sold on the cards having that ability with yep. a guy named Chris Strievler. We He might be all world. Who I knows? mean, who knows? I was going to say, all of a sudden next week we might be talking about is like one of these guys looks like the next Kurt Warner who just I, came comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden yeah. looks amazing. And I just think also the Rams have the best defensive player in the world. So yes. I'm going to go with Chris Strievler's going to have a rough day because Aaron Donald's going to go, <laughs> all right, let's go to work. I'm going to show you where you can show that, shove that gray cup, yep. Mr. <laughs> Strievler. Um, yeah, it, my eyes were so big at the beginning of the season, obviously, with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and it basically came down to, obviously, fantasy football having its influence. Hmm. Um, Kyler Murray. I would have had a fantastic year. Yeah, I, I love Kyler Murray, and I was just I, – I, my eyes were so huge, but I did ignore – Certain things in the division, and the thing that I ignored the most in the division was the Rams. And so, same here. I like, picked the Rams finish last. But here's yeah. the thing: this is the Rams team that also lost to the Jets. They they yeah. deserve to get that side eye, and a few teams in this division deserve to get that because they did underperform when they had a chance to take right. big leads. And they also the for Seahawks. for their early wins were when in like the matter of a month and a half when they ran through the NFC East when the NFC right. East was clearly at its worst. Yeah, I mean, now they it's picked at its up performance. Best. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the six and nine Cowboys and the six and nine Washington football team. Yeah, you guys will all be laughing when we're eleven and nine and Super Bowl champions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'd be ecstatic. That's a Super. No, Bowl I wouldn't pick. be. Ecsta- I would be ecstatic if they're there, not not winning. But <laughs> ten and nine in the Super Bowl. Andy Dalton, ladies and gentlemen, that would be versus a, a red rifle. If if your Super Bowl prediction would be at an eighteen or no six. 17, 17 and, one and one Chiefs. 10 and 9. <laughs> oh, gosh. Battle of the old Dallas franchises. <laughs> Andy oh, man. Dalton. That, that's hilarious. That <laughs> Patrick hilarious. Mahomes versus Andy Dalton. Yeah. In a Super Bowl. Uh, God. No, that ain't going to happen. <sighs> we're going to lose this week. Yeah. 
No, we're not. I was going to say, I've, I've staved off making my apology letter about picking the Cowboys, and now they are this close to winning the NFC least. Yeah, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was it, like four weeks ago? I just I texted we, Ty. I was like, I just need a Cowboys loss and two yeah. Washington wins, and we're done. I was like, that's it. We, we would be absolutely done. What does Washington do? Alex Smith gets hurt. Dwayne yeah. Haskins goes to strip clubs. Uh, <laughs> and Aaron had the best comment when I mentioned that that he got caught at a strip club and he's like that's not even the biggest crime he committed the biggest crime he committed is going to, going on a Sunday night yeah you went to a strip that's club the B squad. That's the B squad. You, you go to a, if you're going to go to a strip club during COVID, you go on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, <laughs> Haskins blowing my mind. Um, we'll talk Haskins in a minute because yeah. we have that pick coming up next. But, anyways, Rams cards. Who do you trust? Rams, Rams. Rams. All right, we are all. I know we're all pretty in similar this in together, and that's the only reason why Ty chose the Bears. Yeah, let's do it. Because he wanted one matchup differently. I don't know. This ma- next one could be uh, the <laughs> the game that will settle the NFC East finally. And, it, and it's the finale. Flex the finale prime time. The, the finale of the regular season is the NFC East championship game, basically. Not not really. but 2020, kind of, ladies and gentlemen. The game that will decide the NFC East. I'll be, it will be in 2021, but still, 2020. If the Washington football team, football teams, teamers, whatever you call their mascot, the are they a collective football team, or is it like the football team's the mascot and? The I think it's I think I it's kind of like like a lot of the European soccer teams. You know, oh. it's like the well, the such and such football club. Oh, you know, that's dumb. Hmm. Either way, <laughs> gross. The WTF, WFTs. I think it needs to be the, the W the, the WFT <laughs> WTFs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is, uh, is Alex Smith coming back? <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, um, Ta- he Taylor plays, Heineke is set to start, and that was a guy who they plucked off a practice squad two weeks ago. Right. Mm. That's who they uh, bumped ahead of Dwayne Haskins on that depth chart. Nice. And then subsequently. Either, all right, well, before we actually pick this game, let's get into the Haskins thing. Oh, God. He did go to a strip club on a Sunday. Something that is apparently a fireable offense in the NFL. Under Ron Rivera. Isn't even a fining offense in the, in the NBA. Where does James Harden Yeah, James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> it helps when you are one of the best offensive players ever in your right. sport. Hey, James uh, Harden did it. Yeah, James Harden can get away with that. A change of scenery, I think. I mean, is he stupid for doing it? Sure. But if you think that Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins is the only NFL player that's going to strip clubs on the regular, you're stupid. That's he not be, he what he's done on Sunday nights. What he's done for is the fact that he's got that C patch right on his jersey, and he does things like you think that. think that he's the only okay. football captain that's that goes fair. to strip clubs on the regular, even during COVID. But he, he, just, he, conti- he did not ever show any development. He did not show any – he just – he was not improving. He's been, there, he's been there two years, two different coaching staffs. I'm not – necessarily putting that on him yet. True, but if it's to a point where Dan Snyder was the guy that he he fist on the table, that's the guy I want at 15th overall in sure. last year's draft. I mean, that's what we got to consider. Dan Snyder also did that with RG3, but then also took a second quarterback in the same draft. True. Ended up becoming but, franchise but quarterback. But I'm not talking about – but this isn't that about Dan go. Snyder in this. This is about Dan Snyder willing to acquiesce to a coach sure. who says, hey – we need. This is not the guy. This is never going to be our guy. We need to just cut ties mm. and move on and go find somebody else. And this was the moment to do it. And this and that's that's what's most telling is that Dan Snyder actually was able to get on board with that. I think that goes to show that 
Dwayne they, Haskins. I'm not saying he's a lost cause. Because no, he's, he's definitely he's not a lost cause. He's 23 years old. Out Joe Burrow for a starting quarterback job. He's not bad. He's he's a very good, very good quarterback. But it's clear he has that a lot of maturity issues. Team, it's it, people overlook how terrible that franchise. No, is. oh we. The, it's Britney Spears. It's, it's toxic. That is the Browns of the NFC. Bad for quarterbacks to be with that organization. Yes. Yeah, you look at the quarterbacks they've run through, and then when they go to other teams, other than RG three, but RG three was washed because of injuries. Yes, like, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has had his best years after he left Washington. Yes, uh, it's happened to multiple other guys over the years too. I'm not giving up on Dwayne Haskins. Oh, I'm, a change of scenery, especially this early in a guy's career, can be huge. Okay, then who I'm, can save him? Huh? Then who can save his career? Who can save? And, because and this is but this is the point that I was going he's to make way too young to that he is young and I'm not saying that he's that he's he's a he lost bad cause. I'm definitely not going to say that but the reason I'm I'm sticking by when I say that he clearly has a lack of maturity and yeah a lot of young quarterbacks or a lot of young men do period right. at 22 23 years old but a lot of men don't make those same questionable decisions when you sure. are handed the keys to an NFL franchise. You mm. see, we don't see this happen very often with young quarterbacks. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's the Jamarcus Russells out there who do, but this is something where, yeah, Washington has so many issues. He he failed this year while having Ron Rivera, one of the most respected and professional coaches out there, and having Alex Smith right the there by who him, he, who he also knew never believed in. But also he had Alex Smith next to him. If there was any opportunity for him to mature, the fact that he didn't with those two guys as, as, his, as the leaders, as the guys, mm-hmm. as his, the men in front of him, the fact that he couldn't show any maturity, any growth, especially playing behind Alex Smith, mm-hmm. that is, I think that is the most telling thing that he's, and again, not saying he's a lost cause, but he has a ways to go. And he needs somebody to. I also think he def- and I'm, like, there's some there's coaches out there that can fix him, mm-hmm. but somebody's got a hell of a reclamation project in front of them. Well, I, I whoever does. That. I don't. Think I don't think it's that much of a reclamation project. So it's, the, I think it's actually just like, hey, bud, you need to knuckle down. That's it. The other you point that I want to make, Ron Rivera, when he got in here, when he got the job, basically was like, I'm bringing in Alex Smith and I'm bringing in Case Keenum because you're not going to play football for me. That is demoralizing to that character of For him, sure. and that probably caused well, Alex Smith the division. Alex, yeah, sorry, yeah, Alex Smith was already there. there, but he was like, and "I'm he going to get Kyle Allen." And Kyle Allen, I'm, he brought in all these old pieces he of his, his own guys. His own guys. Never that shows him. that young man that you are not worth a damn to me. Right. And that's what probably started the behavioral and the attitude <clears throat> issues. So if they do kind of, I mean, yes, there this, is a little bit of everything we've seen on the field and between the two guys. Alex Smith and him don't have issues. No, they like yeah. each other a lot. He was the first person to go and help Alex Smith when he got hit hard on yeah. the sideline. Like mm-hmm. he is a good, and he was voted a captain by his teammates. Yeah, like so he's respected in the locker room. Like I don't, I think this is a bigger issue, but just between the coaching staff and him, not necessarily like the overall team. Mm-hmm. The team likes him clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not sold on a guy that's two and a half years removed from beating Joe Burrow, who's just the number one pick for a quarter, starting quarterback job, as being like a huge reclamation project. I just think you need to get him with the right coaches and someone who believes in his talent. If you put him in New England for a year behind someone, you think that he, Bill Belichick can't fix that? Like, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I mean, Belichick would be a hell of a lot harder on him than, than Ron right. Rivera ever was. But maybe it's what but, he and that's, needs. And that's the thing is, well, no, but that's what he got in Washington. Yeah, Rivera didn't like him. But you also, when you bring in all these, all, when you have 
an Alex Smith in place and you bring in a Kyle Allen and it's just like, yeah, I don't think you're my guy. That's when you then want to, that's not, that's not when you then say, oh man, like this guy doesn't believe me. This is when you get pissed off, you get a chip on your shoulder, you go out and prove to him that I can be your guy. I'm going to be your guy. And that's what you want to see out of a quarterback, out of a leader of men. That's what you want to see. And that's where I say is that that was, that he still has a ways to go because he just, he he just, he pretty it seems like he just kind of shut down and withdrew. Mm. And so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think he's a fix him. Frank Wright. Yeah, I think. No, I think I think he can be fixed. I think he can be fixed. But I just think it's going to be a hell of a project for somebody. I think it's I don't think it's going to be just a a few switch here. We're just going to a little bit of time in this organization. I think it's going to take at least two years. Where he lands is huge. Yes, I completely agree. I said I think a Frank Wright or a. Or a Sean, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Uh, like, uh, guys like uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan would be uh, perfect. Like, a lot of those guys, you, and you can hide some of his flaws until you do have him on the level. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Oh. Uh, not necessarily the best situation for him if he wants to see the field before he's 25. or 20. Yeah, but if he wants somebody to fix him. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then we yeah. trade him. Uh, I'm interested just to see where he lands, man. Like, hey, he's going to get picked up. There's too much talent there. For Adam Gase to... and the Jets. <laughs> Adam Gase is going to have a job for about another 10 Week. days, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, that... perfect. He can go under Adam Gase in the offseason, too. Maybe the Lions <laughs> take, pick him up? <laughs> you know what? Yes. Wait. Wait. What if Eric... Okay. What if Eric Bieniemy takes the Lions job and they pick him up? And the Lions pick him up or the Chiefs pick him up? The Lions. Eric Panamy takes the Lions job, picks up or Dwayne Sal- Haskins. Or Selah, because there's that push for Selah. He's a home. defensive I wouldn't like him to go to a defensive I want him to be with a guru. Guru offensive guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. maybe Atlanta. If I mean, see some of uh, those franchises that could be moving for different coach. I mean. I've- I just still, th- and this is a whole different conversation. I have a feeling Bianami is destined for Houston. I just get this sense that that's where, that's he, ends where up. he wants to be. I think that would be I've the best move for him. He and Dorsey might be a package deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be an interesting situation. There's also interest in Mike Kafka, and I'm like, no, he's the heir apparent. No, our QB <laughs> coach. I was like, up him to offensive coordinator, I, give him a big, massive raise. Yeah. Here's the thing, and then Andy replace Reed's Andy Reid in five years. Andy Reid's going to bring in coaches. Even if you lose a guy that's that young, he's going to find someone else that's just that well, he can mold just and, as good. and what's funny, I was actually thinking earlier today because I was reading predictions for quarterback movement yeah. in the offseason on ESPN, and they have Alex Smith retiring. And I was like, well, there could be a QB coach to bring in for Andy Reid to bring in. Yeah. And I, like, I would sure. love Alex Smith on the Chiefs coaching staff. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. And then, yeah, be... bringing him back with Mahomes. And mm-hmm. just... So... With that said, guys, Anywho. avoiding it, who <sighs> wins that game? The what the fucks, or what fuck uh, does, or what Washi- fuck does? Washington, <laughs> or the Eagles? It just feels like this is something where the Eagles are just going to fuck this up for the what the fucks. And if, with if Taylor Alex Heineke Smith starting, is, it, yeah, it depends. If, but I, I, if I would be so confident in Washington if Alex Smith was yes. starting, but I'm not. Yeah, he's, he's won four know. out of the six starts, man. He's been yeah, solid. He has been. <sighs> Washington with, football team. All right, Ty's going to Washington. I'm going Philly. I just think Jalen Hurts has shown some steps. Yeah, they got they, – I mean, they were up big got, on Dallas early, though. And then that – because they were, cause I mean, they were up – I'm not nothing. 17 or 14, 17, nothing, whatever it was. Yeah. But 
And this, that was Dallas where the, there was, up, it was man. the Philadelphia cornerback, and I don't remember what his name was. Arnett. But, Oh, the kid they brought in off the press. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. got he gave Killed. up he got he gave up the most yards by one defensive back all that any defensive back has and, all season. And that's why honestly why I'm going destroyed. to Washington. It's just just because I don't know necessarily about the like, quarterback situation, but the Eagles defense is so banged up. Yeah, but that was also the Andy Eagles Dalton throwing line is terrible, which plays into the True. That's but that was Andy Dalton throwing to Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and C D Lamb. But if this if, is if this is Taylor Heineke this is Taylor Heineke throwing to Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Well, Terry and, McLaurin's out. He might be out again. Oh, see, this is Taylor Heineke. So that's why I'm going Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing there, Aaron? Uh, <laughs> he's tilting is what he's doing. He's tilting. I, we, picks were not over, so I changed my pick. I was like, oh, Taylor Heineke with not, without the number one. That's fine. Zero. When I have another perfect week, you guys can which, suck Which, again, it. if, you know it's, what? if no. it's Smith and McLaurin play. You know what? No, because i got to stick to my guns. Dallas will not make the playoffs, and Dallas will beat the Giants. I respect your conviction. But not there make can the playoffs. Be miracles and when you maybe both lose, and then we'd get our six and ten. Ooh, can we get a tie? The Giants would go with Colt McCoy as their <laughs> starting quarterback. <laughs> can, can we get a sure tie for the season? I don't know. Mm. Oh, I want a tie. I want a tie. Can, can they bring Eli back <laughs> just for the playoffs? Both, what if what if both, both teams, teams are tie? tie? Wait, then Washington wins uh, the division. Okay, so Dallas still happen, Dallas wins. Washington ties. <laughs> what happens then? Washington goes to the play. Oh. <laughs> Washington has to lose for the Oh, God. 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Man. Now, this you seems... Know the situation where Washington... Okay, Dallas... This seems, this seems where, like, Philadelphia is... Giants tie, This just seems Washington like where Philadelphia loses. is going to be, like... Doug Peterson's going to try to... I'm not Ooh, saying... That's... that's say that again. Say that again. Okay. Dallas wait, and the New York Giants no, tie... No, Dallas would go, or da- yeah, Dallas would go because Dallas is actually one game up on the Giants. But if the Giants were to win and Dallas lose, they'd be tied, and Dallas would have the tiebreaker. So Dallas would go if they won. Okay. Oh, that'd be such a hilarious thing, though. Dallas and New York Giants. Tied. I think it'd be hilarious. Washington both, lose. Te- both games tied. Yeah. Everyone's like, this is the perfect ending to this <laughs> NFC East year. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. This this just gets. I th- I think with just the Eagles being the team that's out of it, this is they're going to be. Doug Peterson's going to come out middle fingers like. Oh, fuck you. Okay, let's go. I'm going to do this. Are you switching again? No, I'm just... Oh, he's crossing out his earlier ones. I've switched twice, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm back on the Washington football team just because... More breaking know. news. Aaron just, is switching. Taylor teams. Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't want to see Andy Dalton in the playoffs. I, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and... <laughs> <laughs> that was such just like a kid who didn't get what he wants on Christmas morning. Just like, because this Dallas team would be this. in the playoffs with Dak. Like, I think they right. improved enough once they got rid of some of the defensive players. Like, uh, They would be a playoff team, but this team doesn't deserve to make the playoffs. God. None of the teams deserve to make the playoffs. That's the point. And Alex yeah. Smith-led Washington team would be the only one that maybe would. That's only because he's won. Four, they've won four out of his six starts. Right. Mm. Everything they did before that, bleh. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that. 2020. I love 2020. So should we talk about uh, playoff seating? <laughs> and uh, anything that we want to mention I mean, from we that? We kind of already mentioned a lot of that. Anyways, mm-hmm. like. The NFC. Uh, I can up? think of something that I want to talk I about. I think it'd be Packers or the Saints. I Colts, Titans seating. Yeah. This next game is kind of pretty important for both. I mean, Colts are definitely on their way out, and I think it's very, very fitting. And I would at least just want to mention it that the end of the Colts season 
could go all the way back to week one when they dropped a game to Jacksonville. That could be the thing that keeps them from the playoffs. You go out and beat those teams. God, Jacksonville did win week one, didn't they? Yes, and they did. Everybody just... was like, Minshew mania, they shouldn't be. Tank for Trevor Lawrence. And now where are they at? Worst they got the Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence. But they'll have a pretty yeah. good backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just the Titans obviously can kind of coast in. Braves, but uh, that, that man. It, it's just, it's, it, Uncle it's, Rico. It was set up so perfectly for the end of the season. It just sucks that Deshaun Watson's probably not going to be able to play. But it was set up so perfectly at the end of the season to have Titans versus Houston. Um, well, obviously not Colts versus Jacksonville, but Titans versus Houston to kind of have all that stuff. Honestly, I want Jacksonville to go out and crush the Colts. I just want them to eliminate them and just. just Say Jacksonville? Yeah. Well, gosh darn it, Ty. That is just golly gee is not going to happen. That's <laughs> just not going to Especially yeah. coming off of a heartbreaking loss to a team that you right. should have beaten. That you've lost to earlier. Than yeah. yeah. Like, Battle well, of the 04 quarterbacks. The old, the old fogies out there. God. The Walker matchup, <laughs> complete with tennis balls. You got your rascal? Let's do this, man. <laughs> no, I got my yeah. hover around, bitch. God. All right, so after next week, we will definitely preview the playoffs and see what we think about the matchups and everything. Because there are some seeding, obviously. We still need to figure out where the NFC East is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. come on, that's huge. At home, on their couch. As Gil Brandt has said all year on Twitter, Gil Brandt's a Former Dallas GM, historically great GM. Yeah, he no. said <clears throat> best division in football. <laughs> closest, or sorry, closest, Ooh. most exciting, Ooh. most most most, most exciting <laughs> divisional don't, race in football. Don't take it too far. <laughs> oh, I will take it. Yeah. I'm Man, do I want to watch paint dry or grass grow? Gosh, I don't know which one's more exciting. Mm. Oh man, paint dry for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 each each NFC East team is one of those. We need to make a pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dallas is definitely paint dry. Uh, Washington football team is grass grow, and we'll tell you next week what uh, New York is. Ugh. But we're gonna take a little bit of a break and come back with some college football talk. Hey.